Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Tackle Debt, Build Wealth. My name is Brian Morois. And I'm Stephanie Morois. Today, we're diving into an incredibly hot topic, the stock market. We're going to answer the big question, can you trust it? We'll bust some myths, talk about the long game of building wealth, look into the psychology of investing, and share why a plan is really a game changer. And as always, we'll tackle a listener's question at the end. So stick around. All right. So the most common fear I hear from people is I'm going to lose all of my money by Mm -hmm. investing in the stock market. And they really feel like it's a giant scam. Like they put their money into the market. Well, that's the last I'm ever going to see it. And I worked really hard for my money. And the last thing I want to do is give my money to some guy and have him lose it. And Mm -hmm. my money's going to be gone after that. Yeah, this is a familiar one. I I think our what was it like on our second date? Um, this conversation consumed our time together because I was, you know, you know, oh, what do you do for work? What do you do for work? Oh, really? Oh, well, I think my money is safest in the my bank account. And you know, I remember you getting so frustrated, like, no, you could be making seven percent, and you know, and I was like so stubborn. No, why would I want to risk it? It needs to stay in my, in my cozy savings account. I don't know. You know, yeah, you, know, it's, you were it's, doing a great job like saving. You were doing an awesome job like saving, but it was like yeah. all going into, you know, interest rates were practically nothing right. you know, back then too. Right. Like you were no, lucky to be making 1% on it, if it's, that, you know. It's a, it's a fair fear here though. So what would you say to someone with the mindset of, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my money if, if I invest in the market? Everyone's scenario is very different, but Using the benefits of the stock market or investing can be very advantageous, Like especially if you're a long-term investor. For example, the S&P 500 averaged close to 10% annually over its lifetime. And a- according to SoFi, if it's adjusted for inflation, that's going to be closer to like 6 or 7%. But let- let's just roll with the 10%. You know, mm-hmm. the S&P is up 10% annually when you average it out. Mm-hmm. So those are like, those are massive returns. And you know, just quick disclosure, past performance is not indicative of future results. But just as an example, like a very easy example, let's say, you know, you're saving or investing $200 a month, you're doing this over the next 30 years, and you average the same thing that the S&P 500 did, you know, you're, you're averaging that 10% annually. At the end of the at the end of the 30 years, you're gonna have nearly $400,000. And that's like, that's huge. Like, that's a huge, that's a that's a life changer right there. And so the benefits of investing, they're massive, and it could be a game changer in terms of your lifestyle. It could be a game changer in terms of the legacy that you're providing for your family or just the security that you need and freedom that you want to have in your own life. So it's not a scam. They're real companies. They're real businesses that you're actually investing in, Um, but it can be a great tool for long-term investors. Yeah. You know, you said investing is especially good for our that long game. And it makes me think of, I don't know, 2017, 2018, when I was like, Oh, I think I'm going to buy like one stock, you know, like (laughs) that would be fun. Um, and I don't know, I'm a millennial. Like, so what about Facebook? Right. (laughs) So I think I was looking up what's Facebook and I can still remember it was $159. And What's it at today? Because Brian says he's the numbers guy, but really I'm the numbers girl. (laughs) I will remember any number you 
you tell me, five years ago. Um, so it was 159 and I just remember getting so excited about buying that one share and it was doing great. And then it tanked at some point when everyone was really upset with, uh, what's his face? Zuckerberg. Thank you. Zuck. Um, right. But it's like, you know, you don't care. I mean, obviously this was not like my retirement wrapped up in my one share of <laughs> Facebook, but also fun fact, here we are like five years later, we were driving in the car the other day and I said to Brian, gosh, I haven't looked at that in like over a year. I wonder what it's at. And then you pulled out your phone, checked yep, your stock I- app. And I was like, wait, 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 let me guess. I don't know, like 301. And what was it, Brian? It was 301. It's 30166 today. So two two beep beep on my, <laughs> my, my weird intuition. Um so yeah, I, well, it, it, you know, it, that plays on two parts. Like one, it, it you're absolutely right. Like it, it's for the long game. This is investing in the market is not a get rich quick kind of scheme. Like this is not, you know, you're not going to make huge returns instantly and be like super filthy rich overnight. It takes time to really invest and reap those returns. And also I'd say that just like your Facebook example, there's volatility, like the, the market right. moves, like initially that stock was going up. So right. it, it was cool because- you know, you were making money, but then, yeah, there have been some really big downturns within, you know, especially that, that company. And yeah, I mean, there, there, right. were, there was a period where you're probably down close to like 50% within, mm-hmm. within that. And now you're up, you know, a hundred percent. Right. So imagine if that's happening with your whole portfolio. Yeah. And that's the you thing know. is like, you know, there's, there's risks associated with investing. Right. You, you definitely want to do your research about that and, and don't put all your eggs in one basket and for stay sure. the, and stay the course though. Right. Stay the, the course point of, you know, there is volatility. So exactly. Stick with it. Exactly. Um, you know, you, you, you want to follow a plan. Obviously, do your own research, but also it doesn't hurt to talk to a financial professional too. Like that's mm-hmm. you know that's their whole job is to do that and help you understand. That's and their like whole when job. there's yeah when there's <laughs> like uh, you know some crazy times like when you're down fifty percent and you look at your statement and you want to throw up. Yeah, they should be you- there with you to help guide you along the way and keep you keep you on track. Well, and also that person is beneficial for a number of reasons, but one of which is they may have a more objective approach to it versus you're opening up your statement. You may be crazy times in the world that past quarter. Oh my gosh, my, I lost 20 grand this quarter, you know, depending yeah. on, I don't know, maybe you're close to graduating, graduating, <laughs> graduating from your job, gra- gra- <laughs> retiring. But here's the thing. Yeah. If you're working with a financial advisor, then yeah, they're bringing more of that objective approach to yeah. it where the emotions are not high. And yeah. So it's interesting to, to think about too. I exactly, my point being is like, it's interesting to think about how much emotion is involved when investing, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. That psychology is really mixed into investing. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much psychology built in. Think about it. You know, when we saw Facebook down 50%, that was like, My one stock. Yeah. So an example would be cognitive biases like loss aversion, right? They can make you want to sell off your investments during a market downturn. But, you know, that's often the worst time to do so, right? So 100%. So just really just point being staying the course and committing to a long-term plan. Yeah. Having a plan going to give you that roadmap for what your mm-hmm. current steps need to be and your next steps need to be. So when there is a lot of volatility, at least you have some type of roadmap. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think like having a plan is like, it's crucial. Right. It's, it's really going to give you guidance 
around how you should be investing, where you should be investing, how aggressive or conservative you need to be, what your time frames are, your time horizon. So it's gonna it's gonna give you a lot more guidance than the typical just like buy and hold. Yeah, this this actually reminds me. I wonder, or just makes me wonder, how many people invest on their own versus use financial advisors. I don't know, I'm just curious, yeah, you know, as whole, we're talking about this. There's a whole world of retail investors, like people who are just doing retail their own investor. thing. Hey, they got a whole forum on reddit you know we got the wall street bets crew out there oh my gosh you know, roaring kitty shout out to the roaring kitty he's the you were know, you all about that he is brilliant <laughs> he's brilliant if you guys have not watched like a full like three hour youtube video about like i would find brian just like on his laptop with, watching this guy with like <laughs> i don't know like a shoe of beer and like a whole <laughs> background of just like this Kitties. complex excel sheet of it was insane. Stocky things that I know nothing about. And he the guy's did it with like shades on. and Because he probably made like $10 million at that point. But yeah. So, <laughs> so, it was, so yeah, there's a ton of retail investors. Right. Um, and, right. and there's nothing wrong with that. The thing is, it's just about having a plan. like And sticking to it. Yeah. And yeah. sticking to it. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of psychology around investing. And so if you have a, a real plan. When stuff starts to hit the fan and the market's going on a big dip, you'll have more control to act rationally versus emotionally. Right. And it's not restrictive. It's liberating. It's, it's kind of like guardrails. Yeah. Let's shoot over to this question. Um, so Jake had a question. Yeah. Is now a good time to start investing or should I wait for a market correction? I'm 28 years old and have saved almost $10,000 in my savings account. I was thinking about buying Tesla or Apple. Should I wait or dive in now? Well, Jake, first off, thanks for reaching out and asking the question. Great job saving so far. Hey, you've got almost $10,000 in savings account. That's good. Yeah. Before anything, within Financial Wellness Academy, we recommend having at least three to six months of your bare bones budget just in case something bad does happen. Do you have a nest egg that can hold you afloat for three to six months to cover all your bare bones budget expenses? Then from there, I'd say it would be appropriate to start investing into the market. But without that emergency fund, you shouldn't be diving into the market at all. You really want to build up the emergency fund first. Next, I, you know, I, I don't recommend people invest in individual stocks until they've built up a decent amount in broader diversified funds or portfolios. You know, again, without knowing specifics, I wouldn't go directly into one stock. It'd be more appropriate to be invested in broad funds or portfolios. Can you clarify that a bit when you say, I wouldn't invest in individual stocks until I've built up, I think you said like a decent amount. Can so, you clarify that? Sure. So really, it's it's going to be based on somebody's risk profile. Like what's your comfort level with risk? Right. And what's your understanding of it? Because if Jake, if you're the type of guy where you're like, Bro, I will not sleep if I lose a single penny or if I lose mm -hmm. like a dollar, I'm not going to be able to sleep. Well, you know what? Stocks probably aren't the best investment for you right. if, that's a, if that's the case. And especially not one stock. Especially. Yeah. Especially okay. a single individual stock. I think it's important to always have a diversified portfolio. Having a broadly diversified portfolio is important. So- I, I don't usually recommend people dive right into individual stocks until they really feel comfortable with their broad portfolio, because that should 
that's probably going to be the majority of your retirement. All right. And then from there, I would ask, why do you want to invest in Tesla? Or why do you want to invest in Apple? What is it about those companies that makes you want to give them your money? What is it about those companies that's going to make them take your money and produce more of it? Because that's what you're really expecting out of a company. When you invest in a company, you're expecting them to take that capital, put it into their company somewhere to produce more revenue, and then eventually reap those benefits. So what is it that Apple's doing? For instance, Apple is sitting on billions of dollars. They're sitting on billions of dollars in cash. What are they doing to implement that to give you a return? You know, so I, I would just ask that, for example, and, and Apple, great company, just for the record, great company, great stock, not a recommendation to buy, sell or hold. But yeah, I would just ask yourself a couple, couple of those questions. Okay. So it sounds like, Brian, you're saying that you would recommend, J- well, of course, we don't know, Jake, your specific situation, and this is not formal you know, um, financial advice, but it sounds like you overall would recommend a more diverse portfolio. So it sounds like you're saying that's typically not advised to just go for this one stock until you've maybe built up investments in mutual funds or, or like more diversified, yeah. sin- safer scenarios. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Because like if you think about it, you know, you work really hard for your money and you've done a good job, like you're working really hard at saving more and more. But now what if you know, just like your example, Stephanie. What Facebook. If, yeah. What if Jake here threw all his money in Facebook, you know, in 2018? Right. And then just a couple of years later, it's right. down 50%. Like that's hard to stomach. That's really hard to stomach. Um, Hopefully that answers your question, yeah, Jake. So yeah. I, I hope it wasn't too long winded for you, but. Appreciate, no, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Appreciate appreciate you asking. If any of the listeners out there would like their questions answered, make sure you're checking out financialwellnessacademy.com slash podcast to submit your questions so we can answer those in future episodes. All right. Well, there we have it. Um, a bit of a whirlwind of stock market trust. We've debunked a few myths, went into long-term thinking delved into psychology even and even offered a strategy for success for more content and again to submit your questions head on over to financialwellnessacademy.com backslash podcast if you enjoyed today's episode don't forget to like share subscribe and leave us a rating i'm brian maroyce and i'm stephanie maroyce and you've been listening to tackle debt build wealth